The good, the bad, and the ugly. With Terence Pillay. Good morning, Terence. Morning, Darren. Help me with the student protest thing. Uh, okay, so it all started off with the fees, fees must fall protest mm-hmm. over a year ago and a demand for free higher education. Mm. The recent violent and destructive student protest is simply the con- continuation of, that, of that struggle. But the thing for me is that it's escalated to breaking the law. Mm. Now, they've burned the law library at UKZN and with it some really old, irreplaceable manuscripts. That was very sad. Yeah. It was very sad. And then last week, another building at the University of Peter Maritzburg mm. campus was set alight. So on the one hand, I sympathize with these students who want and actually deserve free education, but mm. I can't condone the violent destruction of property in order to get there. Mm. Uh, so yes, everybody deserves free education. We now have the United Nations Development Goals, or um, also known as the Global Goals, mm. uh, which, the, which every country in the world has signed up for. Mm. And this simply means that by 2030, we should have free universal primary and secondary education. Yep. This means that every child should be able to go to school regardless of gender or social status, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe higher education is on that agenda yet. Okay. So in terms of economics here in South Africa, I think the issues are around the funding models for universities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's difficult to make an argument against free education when you see such incredible waste of resources yes. in the country. You know, people argue that you can't, you can't sponsor a student to attend university, but you can afford to buy 15 BMWs and, and an aeroplane for ministers. Mm. You know, you can afford to pay Shlari Motsaneng 11 million rand for not doing a very good job at the SABC and you can afford to pay SAA another 5 billion rand bailout. It's a fifth or sixth one. Exactly. So Mm. the fact is the shortfall on university funding is large. You need almost 4 billion rand to fund fees, subsidies. I think that's only for a year as well. For a year. Mm. So where's the logic? I can understand why people are frustrated but destroying infrastructure is not going to help because that means that's just an additional cost to the university. Mm-hmm. Um, the other problem that we have is that we expect universities to be independent institutions, mm-hmm. but part of the funding comes from government, you know, yes. the other part from fees, but the majority of those fees as well come from government subsidies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the latest declaration by the Minister of Higher Education was that universities must determine their own fee increases, but it shouldn't be more than 8%, mm-hmm. but that's not acceptable to the student body, and so there are these uprisings. Mm-hmm. So what these students expect to to do is go to university for free um, and that the taxpayer would pick up the tab. Mm. There actually needs to be a level of accountability brought into that system. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to demand free higher education, first of all, you must work really hard at school to Mm. make sure that you're equipped to go to university and pass within the minimum prescribed time. You can't spend seven years doing a three-year degree, first of all. And once you finish, you need to pay that subsidy back or at least make a positive contribution as a taxpayer. Mm. You need to work bloody hard to get get or create a job and become a, um, a contributor to the tax base. And if you signed up for student financial uh, aid scheme loan, which many of the students have, mm. they're not scholarships you'd, uh, that you don't have to pay back. You have to commit to paying those back. It should be mandatory that the minute you start earning at a certain level, you pay those back. The National Student Financial Aid Scheme has billions of rands that are owed by students who have since graduated and are working and Mm. earning a living. Mm. So when you talk about free higher education, everybody has to take responsibility for funding that. Mm -hmm. You yourself as a student now need to think about how you're going to help future students 
pay for their education when you become gainfully employed. Yeah. And coming up, I'm going to give you a few solutions maybe to this problem. Also, if you have, um, um, if you're listening to this and you have, uh, we've left anything out, you want to give us a call 089-310-9495. You can interact directly with Terence on Twitter as well as at Terence Pillay, one, one R in Terence. And our number again, I'd love to hear from you uh, on this uh, topic because it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. 089-310-9495. East Coast Breakfast. We're going to continue with the student protest with Terence Pillay and the Good, the Bad and the Ugly. And we're taking your calls, 089-310-9495. Um, the Fees Must Fall is a long-standing campaign. And uh, the, the quality, affordable education for all South Africans, in actual fact, all citizens of the world, um, seems to come at the expense that you'll have to pay if you look at some of the American students uh, for 20 or 30 years after you achieve your education. How do we find a middle ground for this? What needs to be done? 089-310-9495. We're taking your calls more with Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Terence Perlet. I've got Sandra on the line. Good morning, Sandra. Hi there, how are you? Lekker, man. You have a question for Terence? Yeah. Has anybody actually ever considered the high dropout rates of first-year students at university? That's a very yes, good question. I did, I did a whole show on it. Um, and basically the figure is that 50% of students who start at first year will not get make it through um, university. Now I think the question is, are we working uh, into the fact that that costs a lot of money for a whole bunch of first years that are just going to drop out? Yeah, I don't think we are. I, I, and that's 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 your point. Where, that's the point. That's mm. the the point of the of the show. People don't consider that, mm. um, and I think they should. The fact of the matter is, and I'm I'm coming up to that, is that there is no um, no one putting their hand up and saying, um, here's the constructive solution mm. to to this problem. You know, you've got reactionary responses from people in positions of authority and power, mm. politicians who will say things like, we should just close the universities down and make them feel what it is like to have no education. Or um, yeah. shut down the university for 16 months or whatever that statement was. That was Gwilym um, Mantashi. Exactly. Not constructive at all. So, so now you have, you have these young people who are not in education and training, what we call NEETS, N-I-E-T-S, mm. referring to someone who's not qualified to do anything mm. and they're not employed and are not working towards getting qualified mm. to do anything. Mm. And this just adds to the problem. There are millions of these young people mm. who are defined in that bracket. Yes. Um, and now we're going to add all these students into that pool of people. Yeah. Um, how is that helping uh, helping a situation you know it's not a constructive solution that's just letting getting people's backs up instead of engaging in a constructive way the other problem is that that everything rises and falls on leadership and we know that we don't have leadership within government in critical positions that deal with issues like this and you don't have leadership within the student body either so who's providing the leadership where are the young creative um, problem solvers who are going to lead the student body to constructive solutions to this to this problem you know sandra can we ask you why you asked uh, that specific question well I'm not personally against free educa tertiary education. Mm -hmm. I do believe that we need to start at basic education level. However, at, at tertiary level, consider giving a higher bursary or scholarship of some sort to second years and above. You know, earn your place first before you get a free education. Fair enough. You know, I mean, Sandra, you, know, you did mention that earlier. If you have the qualifications to go to university, then you're allowed. And if you can't afford, then uh, we'll help you out. 
100%. But, you know, I also believe that everybody should have an opportunity for post-school education. But this doesn't necessarily mean university education. Mm-hmm. It simply means that you pursue something within your passion, whether it means going to a place or a teach training college, a technical college, or going to university. Exactly. You know, there's also that. Yeah. Um, but it shouldn't necessarily be an automatic automatic path. People have to face the reality that we have only so many institutions with mm-hmm. so many places. So we already have an overcrowding universities and universities are already underfunded. For me, the reality at the end of the day is that there are a lot of students who are desperate for an education yes. and are not getting it. Mm. In many situations where there is major social upheaval, uh, which is what I think we're facing now, a revolution of some kind around higher education, mm. uh, there's always going to be a process of rebuilding. Someone has got to lead you. So we need that kind of Nelson Mandela we type need, of yes. free higher education movement. Um, we need to, to summon to really ask how do we reconcile this and build mm. and not break? Yeah. And quite honestly, I don't see that emerging from any kind of Certainly not the from the Gwede Mantashes or the Bladens and Mondays at this stage. And from the student body council either. Either. All right. Uh, this is not going to go away. We'll watch it. We'll look at it even even closer. Listen, if you want to engage with uh, Terence, you can do so on Twitter at Terence Pillay. One, one R in Terence. Thanks, Darren.